Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Shannon Feltis. I'm Bonnie Dutch. And this is You, you Are, are that. that. We are two sisters who cannot take a compliment. All right. We have a remote episode coming your way. Which means your brain at some point is going to say, Hey, this sounds a little different. Let your heart tell your brain, hell yeah, it does. And I'm into it. So today, our guest on You Are That is the lovely Ashley Corslin from Yay. KGW, but you will also know her from a really kick-ass true crime podcast from this last year, Urge to Kill, which is fucking dynamite. I'm so excited that during this crazy pandemic, being pregnant as could possibly be, mm-hmm. we get to sit down and have a chat with you before you you have some other projects coming up that you're going <laughs> to jump into. But we're catching you right in the, the sweet cusp. spot of just about to give birth and launch some other cool stuff <gasps> aside from a human. So this is yeah. perfect timing. Thank you so much for taking yes. time. Oh my gosh, thank you. I know I joke right now that I have like two babies. I'm about to have a baby and then my work project is my other baby, my next podcast. So I've got all kinds of good stuff. (laughs) You're just, you're making everything at the same time. That's crazy. That's amazing. (laughs) Very productive stuff. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Well, for those of you who do watch the news, um, you probably watch me on uh, the Sunrise Show the last, I don't know, six, six, seven, eight years at KGW. I've kind of lost track because that (laughs) morning shift like fried my brain for all those years. (laughs) Um, But now I anchor a four o'clock show at KGW. And that's kind of my, that's my day job. But my real life, um, I've got two sweet kiddos. They're twins and they're just over two. So So they're feeling their twos most days, which Mm. is sometimes not real cute. (laughs) Double trouble. Yeah, yeah, you do have the double trouble. Oh, and two at the same time. So, but they're awesome. My husband's uh, the best husband and dad. His name's Chris. And we live out in Clark County. As if we didn't have enough going on last year, about a year and a half ago, we bought like this real rundown kind of fixer upper house. And we thought, hey, this will be super fun because we have all this time (laughs) to fix up this house. And so that's kind of been our crazy lives the last, you know, couple of years. And then like you lady said, uh, I'm having a little girl in a couple of weeks. So I can't oh, even believe I'm like in that final countdown. And that's cool. And you have a girl so and a cool. boy. 
for your twins, right? We do. do. Yeah. A little girl and boy. That's like the perfect combo. I know. We got so lucky. Two in one. Yeah. And then it's a boy and a girl. And from there, you're like, everything else is a a bonus. I know. My husband is like over the moon when we found out we were having a little girl. And because he's just like, uh, he's wrapped around our daughter's finger as it is. (laughs) I'm like, oh, Oh, she runs the show. (laughs) I've enjoyed watching these two little creatures growing up and watching you really bang out some fixer upper amazingness on this house. Cause you, you bought your house right about the time that what the babies were just baby babies. Yeah, they were, I'm trying to think they must've been like six or not, maybe nine months, um, barely nine months old. And so they pretty much grew up in a construction zone. I mean, it's, it's slowing down now a little bit, but they have been around like dust and flooring going in and walls coming down and their toys messed up. And, you know, like it's, it's been chaos, but that's why I think they're fairly adaptable kids. Right. No kidding. And that's the age where you're developing immunities and stuff. (laughs) Be exposed. Have some drywall. Learn that that asbestos is good for you. I told you. I mean, why not? (laughs) You know, just don't eat the paint. That's the only rule for the old houses. Well, true. Yeah. Luckily, the house isn't that old, so we didn't have to worry about it. But (laughs) it's really cool. I've been liking watching your adventures. I can't wait to watch this new baby adventure kind of throw your daughter's world for a loop because she runs the show in that place. It's pretty funny. I know. It'll be interesting. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, what else do you want to know about me? You ask away. Oh, my goodness. Some good we have a variety of questions i do because we have listeners from all over australia canada etc kgw is in portland oregon Mm -hmm. where we are located it is a channel that shannon's been a guest on repeatedly with her urban farm foods and all of her culinary projects she teaches people how to grow their food and then she just gets to like feed cameramen and oh yeah yeah like the whole crew so she rolls in like you're all my buddies now and i know i forget sometimes that like oh i loved rolling in there with food because everybody from the different times of day front shows. desk gals like happy oh, yeah. to see you i know <laughs> oh i love that shannon was i say was you are the best but like i say oh. was because we had this show that is no more portland oh, yeah. today that we used to do and oh, shannon was like one peace. of our best <laughs> rest in peace she's one of our best guests it was just every segment was so fun and that's how i got to know her and yeah we just had the, the, the best time you're you're awesome so i have to say a big thank you to kathy marshall who is very very yeah. sparse on the social media so she probably will never see or hear this <laughs> (laughs) But she was my main introduction to KGW Mm -hmm. and then was like, come on the show. Like, come on, let's do foods. And then she kind of just sashayed away slowly and like left me with new people. And I was Mm -hmm. thrilled because then I got to hang out with Ashley and then Cassidy came along after that for her show. So this has been kind of like realistically my KGW family. So I love it. It's so great. And as someone that I've lived in other states, I've traveled a lot. It's, you know, when you're in a hotel room and you get to Mm -hmm. turn on random news in a random place, it's always so fun to see how different places kind of come at their news and Mm -hmm. their different styles. And I will say my heart is Oregonian. I love Oregon news and KGW has a really great handful of people that everyone's like super real. You know, mm-hmm. we don't have like plastic news people. Right. You it's know, not a lot every, of phony baloney people. No, and everyone's right. articulate in a way that isn't pompous. Like it's mm. everyone's relatable. They're people people. You can tell that everyone just loves what they do and loves the environment here. And it is like a family affair. So that's yeah. why I like that station specifically. So cool. I will say I had a couple other things that I did for other companies on other local news channels, mm-hmm. not to be named. Not as fun. <laughs> no. Didn't quite that had a little bit more of a sterile arm's length feel. Ugh, I did. 
got into an interview it. for Fox back in my 20s. <laughs> I don't know how you all do it. Listen, <laughs> too many lights, too hot. It is too, hot. It timing is, is everything. Yeah. Yep. I was shaking. I had so much makeup on. Aww. My face was sweating. I'm sitting across from someone. They're being like, just so casual, but like clipped. Yeah, but it's it's easier when we can ask the questions, I think, because oh. I was interviewed one years ago for a TV thing and I was a mess. I was horrible. Like, oh, so I can't picture that. You're always so poised and collected with stuff. I can't oh, imagine you frazzled like that. Oh, well, let's not dig that video up. <laughs> All <laughs> right. I promise. There will be no clips linked to this of that episode. Oh man. I just felt like, yeah, they zoomed in and put my, put my name under me. And I was like, everyone in Portland's just probably me. And I real talk it aired at like, you know, a, a random time and then re-aired at another random time. And I'm like 23 or something. I was like, none of my friends are tuning into Fox news. It right is now. fun it's when fine. your friends send you a photo they took of the television and you're like, that's what my face looks like. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, why Thank you, you guys got that. HD 4k with a widescreen? What, oh. Why are your settings like this? Look at my pause face and all my pores. Delightful. <laughs> I should put so on much. some, I should put on some rouge. I look dead. <laughs> oh my great. gosh. That's oh. too funny. Always wear more makeup. Always wear more makeup than you think for TV, by the way. I learned my lesson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, speaking of TV stuff, you are a talented reporter. You are a very good writer. When did little Ashley know that she had the investigative reporter bug? When did you know that this is what you wanted to do? Honestly, this is so funny. I was talking about this with someone recently, and uh, I was like that nerdy little kid who wrote uh, this. (laughs) I don't think it was an expose necessarily, but I was like an elementary school and I wrote this article about the dangers of smoking for the oh local paper. And so that's kind of where it started. And I got, I mean, I say published lightly. It was like in a, you know, small town paper in Montana. That was kind of where, I don't know, I got, I got bit by the bug of, I just love to write. And I was always super curious mm-hmm. um, and, you know, asking a million questions and annoying the hell out of my parents and my siblings and all that. And then I don't know, I guess like just going through high school, I um, kept writing and I was involved in this, uh, it was called the teen panel for the the same paper. Mm. And I like did movie reviews and wrote stories relevant to high school aged kids and whatever. And then that just kind of carried me into journalism school in uh, college. And I actually was going to study print and photojournalism because I love photography. And then mm-hmm. some, at some point in my first semester, I was approached by a professor and they were like, have you ever thought about TV, radio, production and doing the broadcast side. And I'm like, I don't know, I never I never gave that much thought to it. But I loved, like I said, photography and the video element, there's just something, you know, you add that layer of like video storytelling. And that to Mm -hmm. me was super fascinating. And, Mm -hmm. and that kind of did it. And I switched my major to broadcast and the rest is history. You had that from early on. And you already knew that was what you were going to be when you grew up. Yeah, it's like an easy little baby Nancy drew path. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It was either that or um, my other career choice was going to be a detective. I always wanted to be a homicide <sighs> investigator. Dude. And Girl. so that's, I think actually that's where the investigative part of me came. Mm-hmm. Right? But when, So when I was in college, I actually interned. I have a lot of law enforcement in my family and they kind of through connections hooked me up with an internship down in California at a sheriff's office they all worked at. <sighs> And so I was the media intern because that's where I could get in. Yeah. And so that was, and that was actually the summer that Michael Jackson died. Oh shit. Yeah. And it was right there. Like right in Santa Barbara County. So it was wild because I was interning at a TV station at the same time. And then I had to sign all these confidentiality papers at the sheriff's department. Non-disclosure. Yeah. 
And you're so like, but I'm like, a journalist and I want to yeah. tell. <laughs> and I had to like wear two different hats like the whole summer. I, I wanted to do the detective route, but investigative journalism just, I guess, seemed more attainable for mm. me for what, you know, I was looking for at the time. I could see that. So I have I dreams like... of being a private detective sometimes. Me too. I, I pretend <laughs> I am. <laughs> I feel like though this goes hand in hand with like Shannon's dream job. We always have like fake jobs that we think is, oh, yeah. are really cool. Yeah. And one of Shannon's like dreams <laughs> is to be the newspaper person who publishes the name of a serial killer, gets to name the serial killer. Or the bank robbers. It's That's hilarious. It's the perfect combination. And then every time I think of any sort of news thing, I love the vintage aspect, like the Dick Tracy aspect <laughs> of like hiding in the shadows and somebody puts a cigarette out and you just see their in a trench coat yeah and they come out trench coat and they have that carmen san diego hat and they look (laughs) up and they're like what's the scoop billy you know and i'm like that's i want to be johnny on the beat i want to that's that's what i think of when i think of reporting as a kid i wanted that like dick Mm -hmm. tracy life i didn't want to do any of the work i wanted (laughs) i wanted all those backdoor you know handshake deals where i where i just get to take out my pen and go with my little secret camera and then the case is solved i do yeah, love who wants that. to do the work that's lame uh, the work i just want to figure it out the yeah. paperwork seems like a lot <laughs> yeah but the, like the paperwork the follow-up right but i'll wait in a car for four hours to see if that girl's rendezvousing with that guy yeah. like i'm Heck down yeah. for that it's, <laughs> it's yeah it's very like in my brain it's who framed roger rabbit yes. dick tracy and the mask all tied into one <laughs> where yeah. there's reporters with those whole timey cameras out there being like oh, hey Oh, did you hear? What do you see? Who do you know? Oh. <laughs> oh my God. And that's just how I want life to be. I mean, in general. you would talk like that, like you should just go forward, like in your life right now, talking like that all just the time, time just all the time to your to your family. I would, and my husband would just divorce me. Probably one hundred percent. It's like Jessica Day on New Girl. Oh. She's oh. like, "Hell, oh, I got a shtick," and they're like, "Please stop." Please yeah. forever stop That's doing my that. life. That's so <laughs> great. That's awesome. Oh, well, I, I love where your career took you, and probably were into all the classes that kind of brought you up in journalism. If you worked on mm-hmm. the paper, I was in like leadership and yearbooks. So I got real into yep. photography and doing layouts and publishing and stuff like that. And it was really fun. But can you think back even further? before mindset was like on a career did you just have like a favorite subject or a favorite class in school I loved writing I guess English then it would have been yeah never super an athletic kid you know never great at music my parents put me in sports and music and all that and I was okay but I think um writing and I liked art yeah I I felt like I was a kid who I was involved in every club and all the extracurriculars but school Mm -hmm. and stuff like I I did have to work hard like my my younger brother is just super smart right like math science all that stuff and I'm not saying he didn't work hard but you know some people I think it just comes a little easier to yeah or from the outside it looks like it feels easier it could be and that could be my perception and you know I know he worked his butt off but I just felt like school I really had to focus and really work hard for it to come naturally Mm -hmm. yeah I would say English was kind of my thing I loved I I took a psychology class in high school I loved too Mm -hmm. too. that made me have the bug of things then yeah but then there's nothing that they continue on after that that they offer you in the same vein you're like really you're just giving me that weird teaser yeah it's like a drop in the bucket i I took sociology and got to really analyze my friends and family which they love yeah no one loved that (laughs) but i'd be like dad you know why you fly off the handle listen here's where your temper comes from and he's like go to your room (laughs) (laughs) he's done but i love writing and if you have those good teachers Mm -hmm. they see you 
and they yep. read your stories. Make all the difference. They push you. It's not just like, here's so an nature, You're a great though. writer. They're like, think of it from the other perspective. Can you write it in reverse? And you're like, oh, my brain, you know, it's those yeah. those type of people that molded me growing up. And Shannon and I both just really love writing. Mm-hmm. Reading and writing, we just eat books. And, and I think that's mm-hmm. what made us good at writing. I, I think, think so. You know, not to say we're like, we're great Humble journalists, <laughs> but I don't think we have anything published currently. Listen, so. I Man. make people cry all the time by what I write in their cards. That's and I true. feel like Aww. that's a hard thing to do. And it's like my own little shoulder pat where I'm like, you really hit the heart with that one, mom. (laughs) So proud. But reading and writing together, when you have the passion to read and you can just like eat up books with your Mm -hmm. eyes, there's a flow there. And you have a true crime podcast, you're doing the true crime stuff. You got to work in a detective zone, you know, you're in the news. So you get to like, you get all the aspects of the things that are your passion sprinkled into your career. And that's, so dope it's so rare i wish i could just mold my life to do the things i like to do i have to give props to my employer at least with the the podcast stuff because like who gets to do that right like who gets who gets to pitch this hey i have this like kind of crazy idea will you let me dedicate six months or a year of my time part of my days to doing Mm -hmm. this and they said yes and they're letting me do it again so i sometimes feel like i'm like getting to live this kind of fantasy with that i'm like is this is this real you know that i get to pursue a passion of mine and it's been really awesome. And I'm really grateful for it. So I don't, uh, I definitely don't like gloss over that. I don't take it lightly. You know, yes. I, I think so you also cool. KGW gets great credit, but also I feel like you've paid crazy amount of dues by how long you've been there when you don't even and all the hats years. that you've worn. <laughs> I think you've earned the right to be like, Hey, I'm a shining star of yours and people like me, damn it. Can I do this thing I'm thinking about? Because everything else has been really successful. I think they kind of had so to sweet. say yes. No, You're I'm sweet. serious. They're like, let her fan <laughs> the fire and you come back happier. Right. You know? exactly. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I do feel like you have to kind of not be pushy, but you have to assert yourself and just mm-hmm. and tell people like, look, I give me this chance. Let me prove it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And that was kind of how it went. It was like proof of performance on our first podcast and it was really successful. And I feel like we did a a really good job with it and told an important story too about this beautiful young woman taken too soon and another woman who is a victim who survived and you know and so we we did this project and it was an incredible learning experience and I'm sure I could have done 8,000 things differently or better but I didn't know what I was doing you know when we started. I think you did amazing though I wouldn't change anything as a listener I think you did it so much justice. Thank you. I listened to a shitload of good bad and ugly true crime podcasts because I'm addicted. And when they're done, I get in a show hole and I'll find something else. But I think hole. yours was very well done, very tasteful. Didn't like glorify the villain. Uh, no damsel in distress. It didn't make anything feel phony. It was all very factual and storytelling. Mm-hmm. It was beautifully done. I think you did it justice. Thank you. I think a lot of times it's it's hard for some people to kind of rein in the bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to sell it so hard yeah. that there's so much additional madness added to it and that's the thing about true crime is you don't need so much additional madness because the madness is in the story you just sit and listen to it unravel and that's where it comes from so props to you yeah i'm excited for the next one are you we'll get to it at the end i was gonna say are you allowed to disclose are you gonna gonna tell us all the stuff at the end Um, (laughs) i can i can can tell you about it whenever you do you want me to tell you now are you in a way let's do it it. i'm excited to hear details on that i can only tell you some things because there's like some some behind the scenes investigation 
investigation happening. Well, that's like holding up um, our launch date at the moment. And I think we'll, you know, at this point, we'll probably wait a couple months. Well, not the best timing. I'm like having a child in a couple of weeks. So, <laughs> but yeah, so we'll, we'll circle back to it. Cool. Okay. So I have another question about high school for you. Yes. Yes. If you could rewrite the superlatives for a high school yearbook, what would you include? Ooh. For who? For myself or for anyone? For... Like if there's any that you feel like need a more updated version or if you wanted to add some to what already exists, what's some categories you would prefer? Oh my gosh, that is a crazy question. Most, let me think. You're going to stump me on this one. Yeah. <laughs> give me like an example of, <laughs> you mean just in general, like any category, like most likely to. There's I, like best smile. Yeah. yeah. Cutest couple they in those categories and then based. most likely to be. I was most likely in two categories categories. One was most likely to become a starving artist living in the ghetto. Oh, that's so very specific and thanks. And then most likely to find humor in a bad situation. I was voted most likely to start my own cult. That's good. That is hilarious. I, I will follow I you. took that to mean I am a true leader. <laughs> I, I agree. Spin it, girl, to your advantage. You know, I make a mean cup of Kool-Aid, too, but I'm not going <laughs> to. I mean, you look great in a tracksuit. You know, I like purple also. <laughs> Let's get crazy. But yeah, if you could do anything, if we were in high school now, right. if we were to go back in time, knowing what the world is like now, I feel like there would be so many more versions. Mm-hmm. You know, they wouldn't be so cookie cutter mm-hmm. because well, life so, like, surface. is open like, now. Yeah, that's yeah. the yes. thing. Maybe get a little deeper so yeah. somebody feels it better when they're grown up. Right. I feel like there should have been better ones in high school that made us want to grow into super cool people instead mm-hmm. of just like most likely to become a millionaire, most likely to have a private jet, most likely just yeah. all these really shallow things. I- super shallow. Although most likely to start a cult is pretty hilarious. Yeah. yeah. We had fun school. So that's another <laughs> reason. I, was that say, that was I didn't have a fun school like that. <laughs> The world is a lot more open now and the younger generations see the spectrum of color Mm -hmm. in the rainbow, Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. world, rather than just how things are black and white and how we're all supposed to fit in a specific mold. Mm -hmm. And I feel like more of them would be most likely to start a charity for animals. You know, like the 4-H girl in the corner, she's like, hell yeah, I'm going to save some horses. I like that. Or most likely to host your own TV show. Yeah, that's a fun one. I would love to actually open up a yearbook right now and see what their superlatives, if they did it, what they are. But I do think you're right. They're probably, they'd be mm-hmm. much deeper. I think like most likely to fight for, you know, racial diversity or things yeah. that actually have substance rather than like yeah. this smile. A youngster in high school, I had that feeling of, you know, I can have a voice in my school, mm-hmm. but I can't have a voice in a community until I'm 18 years old is what right. it felt That's like. A good point. It was like the jacket I put on was like, I'm still a kid and I don't know anything in this world where I feel like kids now are so empowered they know more about what they want from the future and their options are way different than ours that totally we're living in a world where you could literally make up a title and be like this is what i am this is my job this is who i am it's what i do and you're like Mm -hmm. okay cool you said so so who am i to argue i don't even know what that is i like that yeah i i do i think i think you're right that was a good question oh hey thanks that was a good question (laughs) yeah you stumped me on that because i'm I'm still thinking and like what would i add and i'm drawing a blank at the moment i'm gonna come up with one and surprise Uh. We should give them out to all of our guests for the Ooh, new year. The, the superlative. Oh, yeah. Let's make give a new everyone. year a yearbook. We'll hand out superlatives <laughs> yeah. 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 for the graduating classes. Most likely. Ooh, I like you it. should do that. I have a daydreamy 
child girl question. Yeah. I feel like females in our age did this much more than males. So I feel like I can blanket statement the fact that as a girl, I daydreamed about my future family and I wrote down my baby names. <laughs> Since you are currently beautifully pregnant with oh. your third child, like mommy magazine cover yeah, gorgeous. No, you're oh, a gorgeous you're pregnant you're, person. You're you're beautiful and glowing and just congratulations. Thank you. Like, yes, you're having a baby, but congratulations to you, girl. <laughs> you get it. This has been a great pregnancy. <laughs> good. Some people love good. it. Some yeah. people feel their best selves when they're pregnant. So yeah. you're sensational. Do you have any memories of random weirdo baby names that you can think of that you're like, oh, cringeworthy. Why would I think this is a great baby name? Or just any that were kind of like off the wall or just ones that you stuck with that you wanted as a child that your kids are named now? Like you're talking about the names that I came up with as a kid? Yes. <laughs> like I don't know diary. if I did that. I don't think I did that. I didn't I didn't envision the the family, the husband, the kids thing. Did I am I like a weirdo? No, no. that just means you were Veronica Marsing it. You were yeah. too busy. You were too you were Veronica Marsing it. Yeah. You nailed that shit. Bonnie Although, had, Bonnie had uh, some weirdos too. Well, you're going to have to share those with me. Um, but um, I did do, I loved that game MASH though. Do you oh, guys God. remember that? MASH will yeah. be... I is it mash? It. I think that's yeah. what it is, right? It's and mash like, show because somebody along the way out of office, like you live in your office. Yes, a yes, mansion, and then like attic who your shack, husband was. Yes, um, hut or no? What was the H one? Mansion, attic, shack, and house. I How? It was oh, just, just regular, regular house. I'm I was like, like why are you making it, it weird? That's it's good. a hunter's camp. I don't know. We would do that so often. Yeah, oh, my friends and I mashed the hell out of everything, and we would have. 425 babies married to Jonathan Brandon. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was the it was the whole deal. And those definitely felt like fortunes. If Mm -hmm. you put down real boy names that you knew in your life, you're like, I can't because you know it's gonna change. Jesse's gonna yeah. (laughs) And also, what if Jesse finds us in his locker later? Because my friends are the devil. (laughs) (laughs) My friends would have done that to me. Oh no, true. Um, no, you know, but I have like names in the last few years before having kids, I would I made the mistake of like sharing them with friends or family who would th- then would make fun of me. Even like most of them. Yeah. Like, like my sister and my niece, I was telling them a name one day. They just started laughing and I was like, no, I'm serious. I like that girl name. And they're like, that happened uh, to me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you don't tell people. Aiden was going to be either Aiden Michael. Michael is my father's name and my husband's father's name. So that was a, an automatic middle name that was an easy win i didn't have to fight for it he might have been logan danger which is awesome and it turns out my brother and sister-in-law when they found out that he was that was his maybe name they were like what the hell because they like that for a boy's (laughs) name for them which is bizarre i mean logan was wolverine come on but for for a girl's (laughs) name Aiden would have been Penelope Fern. Oh my God. Penelope is the name I was just telling my sister and my niece about. And they made fun of me. For oh, it. My, oh my mom God. made fun of me because she said, sounds like a cheap plant. <gasps> Penny Fern. Oh, oh Penny Fern. Like Penny. Penny is the cutest name. I know. I but then it. I couldn't get it out of my head. It's I'm like, weird. I have a Dollar Tree baby. Fantastic. Yeah. It's when people hear it. They different. fucked it up for me. They hear it differently <laughs> and they say it out loud. My girl name, I always wanted a daughter named Harley because- my brother's middle name is Harley, my little brother. And I was like, that'd be cool if my daughter was like named after her uncle and her name. Yeah, I so said, cute. Harley Parker would be a really cute name because, you know, on the beat, now old time news reporter, oh, yeah. like, hey, this is Harley, Harley Parker. Parker. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's how I pictured it. I was like, so great. 
And then somebody said, was the other valet lot full that she had to park motorcycles? And I was like, oh, no, I can never. Oh, that's horrible. She's a Harley Parker. She's a motorcycle mover. Is that mean that people do that? I was like, what a douchery. Yeah. Like, why would you say that? Way better than my made up name that I made up in eighth grade and made (laughs) all my friends promise they were not going to steal it. And they 100% did not because it's awful. (laughs) Oh, tell me. I wanted it to sound kind of majestic in a way that she could be a queen you know prom oh queen oh boy mabel castelline Ma- castelline Ma- i made it up i thought it was very I unique she's mabel's like kind of cute though mabel's like coming back i feel like probably no my friend's sister she's also my friend she had twins and named them edith and, edith and, mabel. and mabel oh like they've all people. got like cute little vintage grandma names that no one has their names. age yes so they're cute. so adorable i I was like, well, Mabel, you know, Mabel's out the door, but I thought Mabel was such a cool name, but I thought it'd be so cool to be Mabel Castelline. Castelline, yeah, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> when she royal. told me that, she's like, remember, I made this up. And I was like, oh, I, I, I could believe that. I'm aware, ma'am. <laughs> Either you read it on a medicine bottle or, or a type of shampoo ingredient yes. or... It will never leave my brain. And then through my 20s, I met really cool people. And I had a friend who now has like an amazing video blog and his wife just had a baby and they like documented it all. And he's really good at the whole journalism. But I met him because he was uh, doing music videos at the time and he's Australian and his name's Gareth. And the way he said it was Gareth. 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 And I was like, Gareth Cole. I want to have a boy and name him Gareth Cole. And then cute. I thought, an American boy with the name Gareth, is he going to hate himself or is he going to understand that once I had a really good friend <laughs> named Gareth? <laughs> Gareth. 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 And you can only talk to that child with an accent. Yes. That's the only way that works out. Well, <laughs> I also have a I also have a theory that you have to picture your child's name with a lisp. Oh. Just in case they have one. Okay, that's cute. Um, I have I have a slight lisp a little bit and I'm a little self-conscious about what? S's. And so like some of the names, like a name that my husband likes right now for our baby girl, I'm like, I don't know if I can properly say it. So, so like, mommy gets a cold and everything's out the window. I know. So you're right. You do have to consider the list of like a three year old trying to say their name, which or, is adorable. R's are really hard. Like, mm-hmm. you know, true. they turn into W's, which is my favorite. Cowan. My favorite yep. speech impediment of all time yeah. is the W. But also, Crystal. I love that your son, Ashley, has a little old man's name because it's like my favorite when little tiny boys have old man a very sturdy man name. Like, you could picture him through the whole range of his life with that name because it's strong. Can we say yeah. children's names? Cute. Sure. Yeah. So my daughter is Isla and our son is Grant. Isla, like Isla Fisher. Yeah. I love Isla. I love my husband. Actually, funny enough, my husband really did not like the name Isla the whole pregnancy and he wanted the name Everly. And- oh, Everly is fucking beautiful too. Which I-, I love too, but then I was like thinking. Everly like- Castelline. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to take Castelline now for my daughter's name. <laughs> Uh, uh, but no um i just felt like i started seeing everly everywhere and i'm like is yeah, it too cute is, is it too trendy like the Braden um, yeah which i i love i still love everly but we made a game time decision like the day we had the the kids um we changed it and he's like i actually really love isla and then grant we i didn't like a lot of boy names but we chose grant early on and we just loved it it was strong you know yeah. um one syllable ending on a hard consonant and he is funny. It's so cute. He is like a little old man. He came out looking like a little, 
his face was squished up and he looked like a little man. And we called him Grant Man and his sister calls him Man Man. So that's his name. Oh my God, I just got goosebumps. That's so cute. I feel like their personalities that come through in your videos and your posts and things, she is an Isla. She is. She's a sad I can't picture her as an Everly now. Like Mm -hmm. that doesn't seem like it would fit her at all. But little old Grant with his little hammer helping his dad build floors. I love the name Grant. And you can tell you're a writer by the way you describe. Mm -hmm. It's oh, so one syllable hard. I love I'm it. Confident. Well, that's how it's I think perfect. about things too. Future husband, my fiance's last name ends in an up. Mine, Bonnie, with an E at the end. Mm-hmm. It's too repetitive and it drives me crazy in oh. my brain because I, the way I structure names is like a do do, do do do. Right. Gotta have, have a, a rhythm flow that feels mm-hmm. like good and strong and punches right. And then I love <laughs> classic male names. On little tiny boys, oh, like cool. Hunter, I think it's little a like overall cool little fat oh, cobbler, yeah. so cute. Oh my god, <laughs> I love the name Robin oh, for a little a boy. Name. That would be and so I, cute. And I and I love quote unquote masculine, like classic masculine names for on girl. little girls. Mm-hmm. I think yes. it's like super tough mm-hmm. in a way that's like you can be anything you want. And then picture me having a daughter. She grows up. She's applying for a job. Guess what? Her application on top gonna look the same as a man's. You can't that's put you can't really put gender on it. I point. have an that's, equal that's opportunity, smart. honey. Oh. So I love the idea of having like Spencer. I love the name Ooh. Spencer on a girl. I Those think it's like, so cool. Dylan, we're ready for your interview and the guy's like, that's her. My friend's daughter Dylan is a powerhouse. I think that it's a strong ass name for a girl. It's That's cool. a good one. Baby names are fun. <sighs> are you guys on your baby name now? We're still uh we're still tossing names around. We haven't picked one. I almost think it's gonna be like we need to hold her and yeah. see. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I go back and forth. This pregnancy <laughs> has gone so fast that it's caught up with me. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, I've like, I'm going to be holding done. this baby. I got to label it soon. Damn it. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so give me your name suggestions. Yeah, people. Right. Three. <laughs> Call her three. Oh my God. Three. Third. Trois. Third. Her, her middle um, name. Well, Trois. also I have another great theory. If you're debating with your husband, <laughs> what you guys do is you go out on the front porch and you yell at each other across a long oh. distance along the driveway. Oh, yeah. You got to practice yeah, yelling at them in the park. That's a good what, idea. What's something that sounds okay in your mouth? Yelling okay. across the park and then imagine them also with a lisp. Penelope. Um, yeah, right? Penelope. Oh, yeah. My friend Penelope. said Penelope. And I was like, man, well, that's totally ruined for I me now. I love the name. I love I, the name I love Penelope because I love to say it like Penelope. I will say you oh. also have my my least favorite thing that people do to each other when they're making babies. Well, not the act of making it, but when they're pregnant, <laughs> their friends say to them, what, what are you going to name your kid? And they say, oh, such and such. And they're like, oh, I knew a dog named such and such. Oh, yeah. really? Well, I, date, I dated someone named that and he was a dick. Right. Like, yeah, and you're exactly. like, thank you for assigning a weirdness to my pregnancy. You asshole. Yes, thank you. Yeah. You're interviewing me, but you gave me a weird follow-up. I I didn't didn't need that information. I get the, my aunt's dog's name's Bonnie. I've gotten that so many times in my life that I'm like, at one point, a certain generation just said, Bonnie's a beautiful name for something I want to pet. And they all name their dogs Bonnie. Oh, that's hilarious. Bring her spaniel named Bonnie. with. Mm -hmm. She was a redhead. She had gorgeous hair. So it's frustrating. My my friend was pregnant with her son, Bennett. They were like, well, it's either Bennett or Cooper. And they're like, oh, I had a dog named Cooper. I had a dog named Bennett. I'm like, Jesus, man. Every name she picked was somebody's dog's name. I'm telling you, that's why you don't tell anybody the names. No. And that's why you pick your pet name based on an anime by Miyazaki. (laughs) 
and you get something <laughs> cool and you name it calcifer pendragon because no one is ever wow, gonna say like i feel like my kid i'm gonna name my kid calcifer pendragon You're like i had a dog named calcifer pendragon oh you don't do it callista Calisti what was your thing again mabel castellane castellane i'm sorry i messed Castle. with <laughs> come on castor oil i'm sorry i, okay. I threw that <laughs> the garbage <laughs> long ago but it was it's so good. it was at my most invent i think i developed it in like sixth grade and then really settled on it in like eighth grade Eased and in. would script it all the time and i think writing it over and over with different boys last names at the end to oh, see no. which i wasn't I wasn't picking a boy based on like his qualities as a human, but how his name would fit with my with her, made up gross, uh, which, <laughs> which the boy would then have zero say in such naming of child because you had already fine tuned it. Listen, if it pops yeah. out of my body okay. and I can send you out of the nurses, get him out. He's driving me crazy. And then I said, you have no choice school. I there. can, I can name it princess Diana and you're good to go. And it can be a boy. <laughs> You girls are funny. Oh, <laughs> We're out of control. I love it. Okay. I'm going to bring it back to school. Okay. Did you have any satisfying helper jobs at school? Ooh. Like for instance, mine, I'll never forget this. I got the cool job of using the big paper cutter. That's like mm -hmm. the medieval guillotine for children's fingers. And I felt very dangerous and very cool. Cause it was like at the front of the class and I could work and like punctuate <laughs> her sentences. They don't sell those anymore. I, I literally looked for one. I tried to find one on eBay and they were like, you're high. They don't make these like these this anymore. Dangerous. They're hella dangerous. But I felt like a cool helper cause it was a power move. Mm -hmm. Did you have any like, like TA Yeah. Moments. Like any teacher things where you felt extra cool? I did. And it, I, now that I'm actually saying this out loud, it's quite bizarre to think about. But when I was in elementary school, our, our principal, whom I loved, he was just, he's the most amazing man. He, he was one of those educators that was formative in your life, I guess. He had parakeets. Um, and <laughs> That's like, awesome. we, like the school had a couple parakeets and I was in charge of like feeding the birds, like Aww. taking care of them. That is, is so that, cool. Isn't that, that's weird. That is weird. But it's awesome. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. So there was that. And then um, I, in fourth grade, got to take home our class iguana. I, for some reason, became the person who took him home for the summer. I took home our rat for the summer. So I completely understand that. <laughs> yeah. we, had, we had a rat named Dorothy and she was hella cool. And I liked her quite Dor a lot. Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy the rat. Now this also brings me to a different memory in kindergarten. I had the, I, you know, we all took home the class bunny for like a week and mm -hmm. um, Hershey was his name. <gasps> Hershey. He, you guys, he died when we had it. Oh, Shut shit. Up. Oh my God. <laughs> He died. He died on the way home in the car. What? Yes. <laughs> on the way home. I feel like I've suppressed this memory, but he died, and we had to. My parents had to go tell the school, and then I was the classmate who. You murdered the bunny. I didn't actually murder it, but like I killed. You know, basically, I killed the, the rabbit. Murderer by proxy. Well, there isn't that it, awful. Guys, that's where your true crime darkness began. <laughs> I think the bunny on the way home. Even like at that point, you don't even pull in your driveway. You about face and you go back and you said, "I did it." Not my fault. I, I need another one. Get, I want to redo. Yeah. Redo. No. For her, she that. Yeah. Your mom buys another bunny oh. and you bring it back and see if the kids notice. Yes. I don't know why they didn't do that. It would have been easy. We were five. Like, come on. What a memory. Yeah. So who gave me the iguana is my next question. Like, Garden? the bunny was in kindergarten. Oh, kindergarten. <laughs> Jesus. That is a repressed yeah. memory. And this is how it happens. Right. On our podcast. We just unravel. Like, let's talk about the shit you probably never wanted to remember. <laughs> 
and it's going to bring up all kinds of stuff you didn't know. It's like therapy. I'm going to have to go call a therapist after this now. (laughs) This is the third person these girls have traumatized on their podcast. (laughs) Like, keep it up. It's good for business. (laughs) Do kids still have class pets like that? Is that still? I do. Yeah, it depends. They can't be such a liability as a rat anymore, I don't think, because, or they have to have a clear container. No, because, like, think of how many kids got bit by rats because they put their little stinking fingers in the thing. They probably have them, like, in an aquarium now if they have Mm. an animal. I feel like a tortoise. The turtle's a solid plan for. They still hatch chickens in classes, which I feel like is super problematic but that's just my worldview. but like they hatch eggs and then they're like and now what you can't have a class chicken that's not a thing we can't teach you the circle of life right. we're just going to show you the beginning and exactly. then this thing's going to disappear right well and then i adopt it from a local school because i have a problem and i have chickens and i'm like fine we'll get you grade school chickens are you ready for this or that let's do it i'm ready optimist or pessimist optimist tv or podcast Ooh, podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Hula hoop or roller skate? Roller mm. skate. Yeah. Like that. Murder mystery or horror slasher? <gasps> mm. Can I have a tie? Do I have to pick one? No, no, you can have a tie. I totally have a tie. That's a tie. <laughs> That's so awesome because I thought of that question before you talked about horror movies. So I feel very excited about that. Yes. <laughs> time travel. Are you going back in time or are you going to bebop into the future? I'm going back in time. Ooh. Nice. Can I ask what era? Julia? I would say the uh, the 20, 1920s. Oh, Which the era are you going to? <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, the 20s or the 60s, actually. Either of those would be really Ooh, cool. Those are good. I like that. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Mm. Nice. Now I want pizza. Go pasta. hard on pie, With pineapple. Right? With pineapple. And don't <gasps> hate on me. Thank you. Girl, no, no we are team pineapple. I literally okay. made an all-over print <laughs> item in my Society 6 shop, and it's titled Pineapple Pizzas Are People Too. Yeah, they and are. And I'm sick <laughs> of people saying they're not. <laughs> I'm sorry you can't handle sweet with your savory and your palate is limited, but pineapple is bomb. Yeah, like grow up people. Like grow Seriously. up. And they used to have this thing at Hot Lips. Hot Lips pizzas, oh. local chain. Um, I missed it so I much. Emojis. Big fat slices. But they had a seasonal fall that reminded me of like having pineapple on it because they had this like granulated pineapple sugar they put on mm. it. But it oh. was Yummy. it was ham really paper thin sliced ham hella mozzarella and local (laughs) apples sliced really thin so it's apple ham and cheese so yummy and then they put this pineapple crystally sugar stuff on it and it was just like my favorite thing in college damn and then i hunt every every autumn i'm like on their website is this a seasonal thing yet i'm like i think i just need to recreate it i agree yeah god i love it sounds delicious Well, yeah, now I'm hungry. Yeah, now now we're drooling because <laughs> it's lunchtime, so that's Yay. good. Yay! Well, let's hop into compliment yes. zone, and we will shower you and sprinkle you oh, in compliments. Please keep it going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast that we can just snip the audio, and we can make it your alarm. Yeah. So you can, you know, just send you that audio. Be your inspirational wake up. You, you wake up to just hearing people waxing poetic about your beautiful soul. I have adored working with you in the professional capacity of dressing cute in front of cameras and whatnot. But my favorite thing is between our little shoot times when we're standing around just, you know, checking light or whatever, when they're micing people and stuff, you are so friendly and down to earth and 
every time I was there, I was, I like lingered and we could have chatted all day. If you didn't have more segments to do, I, know. <laughs> I feel like I could have sat there and just hung out and chatted. And even from watching your first pregnancy of watching you be so excited and nervous and brand new pregnant, just watching you evolve into the most confident mom has Aww. been so cool to watch. And you've done it with grace. I think you've kind of made other people that are in a uh, professional light when they're dealing with professionalism and pregnancy, you are a very good role model of you can do all the things. You've got a lot of hats. Mm -hmm. You're the best balance of mom and workaholic because you really like staying busy. You're just a very good role model and a positive person for people to look at. And I just enjoy being in your orbit. And I miss you're being so on TV with you because you're just I so miss sweet. You. I just miss you. You're, you're going to make me pregnant cry. Oh, oh no. Yay. That's my favorite. You're, you're so <laughs> it, uh, I'm like, gosh, darn it. I love her so up. much. I know. Oh, I miss Sh it. Shannon, you are a beautiful soul and just you radiate. I'm just returning the compliments. No, you, you're you not do, you allowed radiate to do this. that. <laughs> Well, she does. She's just, she's just like the, she's just such a, um, whether you follow her on social media or meet her in person, you're just so friendly. I feel like I've known you forever. I agree. I feel like that about you. Yeah. So you were childhood friend from down the street. You yes. forgot you had a great time with at her birthday party and you're like, oh my God, I haven't seen you. Oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> it's that familiar comfort. I know. Yes. I'm lucky. But she's a good rock to have as well. And hmm. she definitely like lifts a room up. Hmm. You two are a great team. I can Aww. just tell. We're okay. We try our best. <laughs> I sure do miss feeding your pregnant self too, because you are you are filled with compliments for my food most oh. when you are with child, which yeah. I really <laughs> enjoy. I miss so. your food. It is so good. Oh we my god. We need to god. set up some delivery when you're uh, freshly birthed. I should just start bringing you some meals. There we go. Well, Ashley, I'm very excited that I'm getting to quote unquote meet you. I think you are just a phenomenal being. And I, when you and I kind of like deep dove on your Instagram and like checked you out a little more thoroughly <laughs> to get a vibe for you, I'm like, oh man, she's pretty perfect. She's pretty cool. And it's intimidating. Aww. And then getting to talk with you and you're just such a real, approachable, kind person. It makes me feel like I've known you for a long time. Shannon's told me so much about you and I feel very Aww. comfortable with you that it's, you know, when the world opens back up and we get to have like a fun gals only dinner party and you get to leave all three kids at home with the amazing husband you have and <laughs> just go out on the town and have conversations with other people. Oh, I'm instantly like adding you to the list. I'm like, she is just awesome. I would love that. I want to introduce you to all of our friends and just have all these meeting of the minds of these fantastic women that we are lucky enough to have in our world. And I just so appreciate you coming on with us. Thank you. And if I can just say anything too, to that note about only because I feel this is, uh, this is important to me about people's perception of social media and everything else is whatever works for you and your life and your family just make sure you focus on that and don't fall into people's highlight reels. Cause yeah, I, so true. you know, I have found that through motherhood and regardless of how perfect myself or anybody looks or tries to look, I try to be real when I can. And just, you know, honest with people about life. Cause motherhood's hard being a woman's hard working parent, whatever it is, stay at home parents hard. And I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like people need to just be true to themselves and not believe everyone else's perfection. And yes. so, and what works for you, like, especially for all the new moms out there, I know we were formula shamed a bunch of times. I couldn't mm, breastfeed same. and all these things, you know, and it's like, you let all these people like get in your head and mm. you feel like you should be doing all these things. And it's like, you know what, do what works for you. And that's my, that's my advice at the end of the day and just love yourself and if you need to just get off Instagram, get off Instagram. That's a really good point. And I will say, 
I give you props for you have a really perfect feed. You've got a lot of well, you it's have very perfect. photogenic photos well, of you, your children. You're also for a photographer, right? Right. Well, yeah. The art, the artistic side. They look, you know, my kids That's are cool. super cute, and but yeah, but right. we we're real, just like everybody else, and I have yeah. struggles. And if yeah. you look at your stories. I want everybody to pay attention because this girl posts pictures of herself with a wild filter and crazy hair and her house is in shambles behind her because there's construction going on and her kids are screaming on the floor and she's like, this is my life. Like, and no makeup and yeah, too. Yeah. You do a good job of keeping the balance. Those are my favorite videos though. I feel like Instagram (laughs) is so curated. It's so fake. It is. And people are really expected to hold on to the standard of like, I don't know how people do it when I'm like, you're whole feed is tan oh i hate it how but no how did you go outside in the summer and get a non-blue sky photo like where are you getting all these tan ass photos it's (laughs) it's it feels like a lot more work than i'm willing to put in so i'm like it's whatever i'm posting and if it's okay if the picture is not blurry dope if i made it a little more (laughs) vibrant great but my favorite thing is it's gotten so out of control that all the real people like you are like hey guys this is real life and then there's the instagram photo Versus reality photo. Yeah, like this is what it's actually like. Yeah. Let's yep. normalize the fact that we just took all the shit on our table and like Cheerios yep. and like, yep. you know, kids zone stuff. And that I just literally I moved a plate over because there was glitter glue on the table the other day. And I didn't want to actually have to stop and clean the table for a photo of something like I'm not that <laughs> I'm not that, you know, marketable. <laughs> So I just moved the thing over the glitter glue and I was like, hey, table, yours and mine, a little secret. (laughs) (laughs) It brings a little, you know, a little something extra, a little sparkle. I I love the real stuff. And I have like unfollowed. I used to follow some like whatever they're called. So dumb influencers, whatever you want to call them. I just unfollowed them all. And when I see them in that little explore tab, I what you should be following. Yeah, I fall down that trap. And I look and I'm like, Oh, I should buy all these outfits. Or Uh I should do my hair like and I'm like, No, like, I don't I hate putting on makeup. I hate doing my hair. Let's be real. I'm not going to waste time with my kids to go try to make my Instagram look perfect. No, thanks. Totally. Plus, I like you in a top knot. I think it looks great on you. You look great in a mom. Just see me right now. I have on pants with paint all over them. Hell yeah. Because you're an artist, girl. You know what? Artiste. Artiste. I'm in pajamas, just full transparent. Well, no, I am too, but my pajamas all have paint on them. (laughs) The world of home improvement. I Uh woke up and put on pants only because I had to come to Shannon's house. Which is perfect. And I have have makeup on my face. I did. did. Yeah. You had to put on pants, though. Just in case. Well, they're technically they're jackings. So there's it a works. little give, but it I am works. wearing socks and actual shoes. My hair, I washed it last night for you, Shannon. I appreciate it. It had been five days. I was seeing how long I could go mm. with dry shampoo until I had violet colored hair. I was like, five, five's a good, that's a good stretch. It felt great. No, it, I, no. Did, I did five from when we did our thing at the beach. That and was the I last had, time I washed my hair was at the beach. No, I had so much dry shampoo in my hair that when I went to wash it, I took my hair out of the ponytail and it and stayed, it stayed like shape. a troll doll. Oh, oh, I love bad. when it we stays. We are garbage. This no, I have that fine no. hair that you can curl oh, it. God. And by the time you get to the other side of your head, the other side looks like you strained it already. Like oh, the curls are gone. So when my hair like can stay up like a troll doll. I'm like, I need to go out in the world and show people this. Like this has volume and body. It's never like this. However, that is terrifying. I just have a theory and it's been my new wash over me for the pandemic. We're on our screens all the time. We're looking out into the world to see like 
what's out there world i see a plane fly by and i'm like where are you going <laughs> what are why you, are you what going? are you what are you up to <laughs> like a little private plane went by and i was like i wonder where they're going <laughs> to their it's, private island yeah. because of pandemic right yeah. so there's so much we're now not only using it as a resource to keep our sanity but we're also comparing ourselves mm. more than ever because it's okay not to get everything done. It's okay to not launch a new business in the middle of a pandemic. It's okay mm -hmm. to have cruddy days. It's okay. You don't have to post all the time. Mm -hmm. You don't have to tell anybody if you don't want. It's whatever. But my new thing is I'm going to stop following people who make me feel bad. I have done that too. I yeah. have unfollowed quite a few people lately. because And just it's not their fault necessarily no you're right sometimes it is but some yeah <laughs> sometimes it is sometimes that's however there yeah. are certain aspects where if I look at it and I'm just in a negative space mm, and yeah. I like I look at artists and oh, they yeah. are doing time lapses and I'm like you just create a masterpiece in 20 seconds and I hate myself and I, I do it with yeah chefs. yeah I don't want to unfollow chefs yeah but it's not their fault it's it's if I'm not in a headspace to take it yes. I need to stop being reminded that I'm not good enough and that that's all my fault and that's all on me and I have control over it. it's not their control so unfollow these things and if it's meant to be later I will find them again and remind yeah. myself of why I started following them in the first place maybe it'll be and fresh and new okay. you had to undo it for your mental health yeah. I think, I think that's, that's really so smart. important to step away. I honestly have been feeling really uninspired to do social media since the pandemic. Like, and I, I mean, I need to for my job and I want to, cause I have great people who follow me. And I, if I can bring a little joy to their lives, then I think that's amazing. But also for my mental health, I've pulled away from social media. I still look at it and stuff. I actually got off of it for like three weeks in the summer. Ooh. And I don't know, I just was feeling like it wasn't bringing value to my life. And then, yeah, I really have kind of curated who I'm following and more, a little more specific. Mm -hmm. And that's helped too. And and just the comparison game. Sometimes that's on me. Like like you said, sometimes it's not other people's fault. It's just where you are in your headspace. Yeah, I I think like a break from social media is huge. I want to watch mm -hmm. that social dilemma. I haven't seen that yet. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that either. I like your point too. The business point is the struggle because I feel like that with my business pages. In order to stay relevant, you have to sure. play the game. Yeah, right. and it sucks because it sucks me in. But I found a solution where if I'm having a great day, I do all my recipes and take a ton of photos, and then I stockpile it in folders so that when I'm having a shit day. I already have it prepped and ready to go. And I just plug and play something from before. That's so smart. I don't feel like I have to create new content every day because it's exhausting when you're having mm -hmm. a bad mental health day. It is. But also, like, I can't come up with captions to save my life. I never know what to say. And I always feel like I don't want to be shallow or, like, attention-seeking. You know what I'm saying? So I end up going opposite where I'm just, like, real punchy. I'm oh, real she clown. gets wild. No, and it's I just, like, like it. I went back and looked at something I posted a couple weeks ago. And all it said was, hey, yo, you know what up? And I was like, what was I even talking about? It was like... <laughs> It's like a picture of like blossom, but yeah, but hey, oh, who am I? You know what? <laughs> You're mysterious, all right? Like, you might be having a party in your head, nobody else is invited to. It's fine, exactly. And it intrigues me now. I want to join said party, right? Ooh. Yeah, I'm reading it like, hey, yo, I'm, I'm a, nerd. a nerd, and people are reading it like, hey, yo, I'm having a fun time, and they're like, God, I wonder what she's doing. 
wonder what she's drinking. It <laughs> looks fun. I want to go there. Oh, that's probably that's funny. It's all perspective. I feel like we could chat all day long. Yes. No, we probably could. This could be a six oh, hour episode. So good. If people want to find you yes. and see you and hear you and follow you. Well, after I just told everyone to get off social media. Get off social media. But, then but when you come me. back. But you if you come back and are feel you're in a good mental space. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that's now. important. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so it's just Ashley Korslin on Instagram and um, my Facebook page. Both of those. I don't. I don't really do Twitter anymore. And that was one I was like, can't really keep up. I just too many social media. That's pages. like the third. This is attempt a in a row where yeah. he's like, I'm done with the Twitter. Or I can't. Like, it's too toxic. Too toxic. It's combative. That's the it, word that yeah. I found. That I'm like, it doesn't bring any value to my day. To our spark joy. <laughs> yeah, I'm already condoed the shit out of Twitter, and I barely am on there yeah me too i don't even know the password for my personal account anymore Mm-mm. i only do the podcast one too it's pretty bad <laughs> well, but and uh speaking of podcasts yeah if you yeah. want to listen to urge to kill it's on any platform where you, wherever you listen to podcasts it is so good thank you well i hope our next one i honestly don't know when we will launch if if not in the next few weeks it'll be when i come back from maternity leave which would be mm-hmm. like you know February, March ish timeframe. Mm-hmm. And it's a great cold case. It's a 30 year old cold case. Ooh. Ooh. We both just got goosebumps and said, Ooh, oh my God. Ooh. It's local. And I have spent the last year working with the daughter of the victim who is on this hunt for justice because she believes the wrong killer was yes. <gasps> imprisoned. And she has some new evidence that might prove there was someone else involved. She got like some new developments during the pandemic, like in the last four or five months that I was shocked that she could even like get these developments. And I'm like, whoa, during a worldwide pandemic, you've had like this crazy crack in the case potentially. So it's, it's been really interesting that I've been able to follow in real time. So gosh. That's juicy. Ooh, and no. are we, we allowed to goosebumps? are we allowed to tell everyone all that? It's, yeah. I won't tell you which case it is or that okay. like what we're naming the podcast in case okay. well in case that changes for Perfect. some reason. No, it's keeping us on our toes. Like let's yes. all make a mental guess and then we'll see if we're right. Let's wait in the shadows and right. then when Ashley walks by later, we'll be like, What's the scoop, eh? We'll have a little hats on, see? <laughs> and we'll be like, Did you find out who done it? <laughs> when we launch the podcast, I want to come back on and will you please interview me in that voice? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, absolutely. And I'll have have to look up more old timey speak because honestly, I've got about five lines. Yeah. But they they all all correspond with Harley Parker, who is now a valet of motorcycle automobiles. I'm going to have to think of my uh, reporter name. Well, let's get, can we have a a motorcycle with a sidecar? I mean, of course we can. Oh, yes. Can I be in the sidecar? Absolutely. I was going to suggest that I drive. So that's perfect. (laughs) I like that. Excellent. Thank you so much for taking time out. Thank you, ladies. That was so fun. Beautiful rest of your pregnancy. I hope everything goes swimmingly. So much fun talking to both of you. And I feel I'm honored that you asked me to come on here because I feel like I'm a quite boring person. Absolutely not. This is been a, an interview in the making. I've wanted to have you on since we first started our podcast. So I love you, ladies. You Aww. two are amazing. Thank you for doing the show you do you. and making so people fun. laugh. And you're both amazing. And what was the name again? Cast. What was it? Ca- oh, <laughs> Mabel Castelline. Okay. And if I name my daughter Castelline, oh my god, <laughs> excellent. Then you'll regret it. <laughs> and I'll, I'm gonna come. To- <laughs> I'm gonna come drop off a stork that just says "ha ha" like a oh stork on your front porch. Oh Lord, Kathleen, oh, I love it's it. Awful. <laughs> it's awful. It's pretty rough. 
Just be glad that you used your notebooks for stories and not bad cursive of names you made up. Oh, it's not medieval. It. It's it's shite. Okay. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. Ever. Ever. In the garden. We're retiring. It. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much. Thanks, ladies. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast this week. We very much appreciate you listening, participating, and thanks to everyone who has been rating and reviewing. We love seeing your reviews come in. Those five stars keep us up in the charts so we can be found organically through search engines wherever you listen to your podcast. We're reading them all, and we appreciate every moment that you guys take to just simply share, repost, tag your friends and rate and review us is everything. You guys are everything. You're the thing keeping it afloat. What should they be doing if they want to support the podcast with money? They should go to patreon.com forward slash you are that and donate even a buck. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter. Both are at no, you are that. We are much more active on the Instagrams. It's kind of our wheelhouse. You can find the merch at you are that merch.com. Mm-hmm. We also are on Facebook. Yep. We have a page. We do. That will give you information about upcoming podcasts in real time, as well as a Facebook group where you can join in talking about nostalgia with other like-minded people, mm-hmm. take quizzes, you know, just kind of like tune out and tune into some fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That house is abandoned that says no trespassing. Let's go Let's inside. Go. <laughs> you know, I want to get in it, but also not be an asshole. So <laughs> Right, right, right. It's like cringy. Yeah. yeah. So to find good ones is is definitely it's heartwarming in that creepy way that only creeps know, you know? <laughs> I, we are all creeps of a feather, which I really yeah. like. Yeah, true. Oh. Oh, that's funny. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. These days, having versatile clothing you can wear anywhere is a must. That's why American Giant makes all sorts of versatile any-weather staples, hoodies, jackets, and more. Whether you're buying a gift or stocking your closet, you'll find just what you need. And it's all made right here in the USA. Find your new wardrobe staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code AnyStyle24 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com, promo code AnyStyle24. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 